Is daf is daf ayin beis page seventy two. And the hedikim masachas adar. We're going to go back to the bottom of bottom. <laughs> the bottom is the middle of ayin aleph amud beis. Okay, we're going to start from the two dots, which is four lines from the top and four lines from the bottom of seventy one b ayin aleph amud beis. Here we go. Yesterday we learned the shaila, and the shaila is as follows. We want to know if a aru, an arus, a man who is in the first stages of marriage, who hears his wife make a vow, and then after hearing the after hearing the vow, says, "Here's your get." Does the get mean that he's solidifying and confirming the vow? Because it seems like the reason why he wants to get divorced is because there's a vow. Or do we say, not necessarily? Yeah. He didn't say it directly, so maybe not. So that's the shaila that we're going to attempt to answer on Umbud Aleph of today's daf. And as we gave a little spoiler alert yesterday, we're ultimately not going to have an answer. We're going to, we're going to try a few times to answer this fascinating shaila. So let's go back. Ayan Aleph, Umbud Beis, two dots, Ibailuhu, they asked the question, searching for information. Gerishin Kishtika Damya Aika Hakama Damya. If the husband, the Aros, hears the vow and divorces her. Is it just a shtika? A silence? Like, you still have the 24 hours. I didn't say anything. Or is it confirming the vow and therefore I'm divorcing you? Now, Lamayin Afkamino. Kigayin, for example, Shanodra, where she made a net. There, the husband hears it, and divorces her. Vahadra and then remarries her the very same day, within the 24-hour period. So now we're going to say Azai. Remember, we learned once you confirm the vow, there ain't no removing it. So, if we're going to say that it's Kishtika, he still, during that second marriage, has the rights to be Mefer, to remove it. However, if we're going to say that by divorcing her, it's saying, oh, I, that, the, that means the vow is effective. That he would not be allowed to be Mefer the vow anymore. That is the Shaila. Here we go. That's on Amr Aleph, until the Mishnah, which is the top of Amvez, we're going to try to answer this very interesting question. Zot the Gemara. Toshma, come with this, we're going to try to prove an answer. Listen closely. Very Gishmaka Cheshben, and this is a Brisa that we learned earlier as well. Emosai Amru Meis Habal, Nisraik Nervashos La'av, Bizman Shalai Shama Habal. Okay? When does the Mishnah say that if the husband dies, the father now regains total control over her vows, that is, at the time where the Bisman where the Baal did not hear about the vow, or he heard about it and removed it, or he heard about it, didn't say anything, and then died, so nothing happened. That's where we say the father now has 100% rights to her vows. Remember this, Allah? Right? The husband and father both have right, need to remove it. What happens if the husband dies? It's all on the father. What happens if the father dies? The husband can't do nothing. That was the difference between the husband and the father. So, now the Gemara gets to its point. You ready? When do we say that it all goes back to the father if the husband ever heard, if the husband heard and removed it, if he heard and was quiet? However, listen to this. The E. Amrit Gerish and Kishtika Dhamma, if you're going to tell me, all these cases are Kishtika. It's like nothing happened and therefore it goes back to the father. Well, guess what? Says the Gemara, I'll prove to you that divorce is. Not like silence. You know why? 
and divorce is actually confirming it. Because if you're going to say that divorce is garnished, why didn't we add that to the list? Give a case also, the husband hears, he divorces his wife, and now the, and now the father gets the rights. Why to add that in? The fact that we didn't add it to the list, we learn from here, we learn from here that Gerashin is considered a confirmation, and that's why it's not on the list. All right, so we, have, we would have a good raya, we'd have a good proof. To which the Gemara says, no, no raya, no proof that Gerashin is solidifying the value. You know why? Because Ema Seifa. But you have a very nice, you have a diuk that it wasn't added to the list in the beginning of the Mishnah, but look at the Seifa. Look at the Seifa. The Seifa of the Brisa says as follows. Aval but, im shama v'kiyem. Let's say the husband hears about the bow, v'kiyem, and then he actively confirms it. The husband hears about the vow, the arus, and he confirms it. Then what do we say? Or he hears about it, it was quiet, and he dies the next day. So it's past, now it's already past the 24-hour period. So nobody is able to mess with it. Then, only, then and only then, you can't be mefer. Aha, Gvaldik said, make the direct the other way. You're going to tell me that divorce is solidifying the vow. You should have added it to that list of things that solidify a vow. But you didn't. So it's mashma the other way. You understand? From the seifa, it's mashma that gerishin does not um, solidify the vow. The divorce, it maybe, is only like yishtika. Ella, rather, what are you going to say? The two parts of the brisa contradict each other? The two parts contradict each other. Ella, rather, so you're going to say, from here you can't learn out anything. Why? And now the Gemara just explains in classic Nadarim style, because sometimes the Gemara will say, you can't make a deal either way. But here, Nadarim, we're going to... We're going to wrap it up. If the Reisha is Davka, the list, so then we'll say the, the um, Seifa is going to be Lav Davka because we want it to be, you know, uh, we want the Reisha and Seifa to flow together. So either way, you say one's Davka, the other one's Lav Davka, Shvach. The first one's Davka, the second one's Lav Davka, no. Either one. Bottom line is, the the two diukim are the two diukim are a stira to each other. So now we're going to try to bring another way to answer the question. Toshma, come and listen. Nodra, let's say she made a vow. Vihi arusa, and she's in arusa. Over here, we're referring to after she was already in arusa, she made the vow. Okay. Now I want to pause and mention something. Remind ourselves of halacha. We learned previously that in arus. A husband in the first stage of marriage is permitted to nullify vows that his wife made prior to the erison. He can, he can, he may nullify vows pri- that was made prior to the erison. A nisua, the husband cannot. Once they have nisua, the husband cannot nullify vows that were made prior to nisua. Lemanafkamine, why is one not the other? Answers like this. Because by an oros, listen to this svar, it's very logical. The oros can only re- remove a vow with the father. The father had the rights all along. So the husband's kind of like latching on to the father 
the father's rights. It goes hand in hand. And the father had the right to remove it beforehand, before the erison. So the husband also has the rights to remove vows that happened before erison. However, by Nesuin, the father lost his rights to the daughter. He no longer has the rights. So now it's like a brand new, uh, it's, it's a brand new uh, ability on behalf of the husband and he can only do that from this man, Nesuin. Okay. So, she made a nether, Toshma Nodrihi, Nodra Vihi Arusa. She made a nether while she's in Arusa. And then what happens? Venis Garsha, Venis Arsa, Boy by Yom. She gets divorced and then remarries that same day. Afilu Mayel, this is Mamashar Mishnah. Even though it happens a hundred times. Chevra, we should have asked this question. When our Shiloh was asked about what happens when he confirmed, when you get divorced, is that confirmation of the vow? Remember, what was that luck of our Mishnah? She made a vow, got divorced. Made a, remarried, got divorced, even up to a hundred times in one day, the last husband can be made for her. The last husband can be made for her. Well, that, isn't that a clear proof that when you get divorced, that's not solidifying the vow. Otherwise, why are we allowing the last guy to keep removing it? It's a great, that's the Gemara says over here. I feel We said the husband, the last husband and her dad could remove the vow. Shmami no, you learn from here. Gerashin Kishnika dummy. That divorcing a lady... Is not, is not establishing the vow and confirming the vow. It's actually just like silence. The, yeah, come on, you're going to tell me it's, it's, it's uh, confirming the vow. How in the world do we allow the last Aras to remove a vow, to be made for a vow that, the, that she made when she was married to the first husband? It's not Shaykh. It's a good raya. It's a great proof that divorce does not constitute a confirmation of a vow. Which the Gemara says, no, sorry, Charlie. Maybe we only allow that, the, the last Arus, when the first husband never heard it. So if, like this, if the first husband never heard the vow and then divorced her, she made the vow while she was in Arusa, and then they get divorced. So are you going to say that divorce is confirming a vow? Of course not. The husband never heard of it. And therefore, the type of vow that the last husband is able to remove from an earlier one is when the earlier husbands didn't even know about it. But Ken Zion, it's possible. If they didn't know about it, maybe we wouldn't give the rights to the last husband. Says Gemara, if that's the case, Yachi. If so, my area by Bayam. Why did we say, why, why, we, uh, why are we speaking about specifically by Bayam? Something happened that day. I feel Acher, Mayayam Nami. Even if she was divorced or remarries, and divorced, remarries, a hundred days later, remember, because Allah is. When do you have 24 hours when you heard about the vow? See, if 24 hours and heard about the vow, why do they all need to get married 100 men in a 24-hour period? None of them even heard about the vow. So it could be 100 men in 100 days. You still have your 24-hour period from the time that you hear about it. So our answer is, What happened was, the Oros didn't know about it, but the father knew about it. So the, he has, he's got his time period starting. The clock's ticking over there. That day, the father could be mefer. But after that, the father's time period is up. Okay. Still, no proof as to what the halacha is when a husband hears about the vow and divorces his wife. Is that considered a confirmation? And that's why he divorced her? Or is it just like a silence? Let's try one more answer. Tashma, come and listen. She made a vow on that day. And then her, she got divorced and they got remarried. They cannot, he cannot remove it anymore. Why can't he remove it anymore? He's, he remarried her. What's the problem? Mara says, you see from here, Gerishin is confirming. And once you confirm a vow, there's no backing out. Mara says, Amri, they answered, 
Remember, what's Allah of Nesua? You're not allowed to remove previously made vows. The reason why you can't remove the vow is because of this other halacha, Mishum Nesua is never allowed to remove a vow that was made prior to the Nesua, and that's the reason why you can't, but it's not because uh, the divorce was considered a confirmation. Period. End of that Gemara. Bottom line, we do not have an answer to our Shaila. We now turn to Ayin Bez, Omad Bez, 72B. Chevra, that was fun. Take a deep breath. From here, dare I say, till the end of the Masechta, in about 18 or 19 blot, this, we're going to be re-entering Shastika Inyan. Okay, we're still going to be focused on Vows on the Darim, but as we're going to see from here, pretty much the end of the Masechta, we're going to be re, we're going to go back to areas of mumness and the areas of of, of, of um, finances, and we're going to get involved in in um, different parts of vows and shlichus and messengers and you know when you uh, appointing people, so, so much uh, uh, to to speak about over here. So we get into Saita. Be Gishmak. Gishmak is stuff, right? So get ready. It's a little bit it's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit lighter. The topic of our next mission is the we'll call it the Hashkafa. The worldview, the overall approach to making vows and the importance of removing it. The importance of actually removing a vow that's made. It's as we've seen previously, the Chachamim frown upon vows and they really encourage when a vow is made to do whatever we can to have it removed. It's a highly encouraged uh, uh, approach. Says the Mishnah on Ayin Beis Amar Beis, Derech Talmidei Chacham. The ways of Talmidei Chachamim are Ad Shalai Haisa Bitai until his daughter Yaitza goes out from him, from his domain. So you have a Tamil Chacham whose daughter is uh, about to leave his domain. Okay? Now, why is she about to leave his domain? Either she's getting married or she's becoming a Begaris. Right? So now it's a time for Chinuch. It's a time to train your daughter. Aymerla, a Tamil Chacham, should say to his daughter, Kol Nidarim Shanadart Beseich before you go out on your own into the big wide world, I want to tell you something. Any previously made vows that you've made in your life, this is my last chance, my dear daughter, that I have to do this for you. I am hereby removing. This way you don't enter Bagros with any vows as baggage. So the way of a Talmud Chacham is, say to your daughter, any vows that you've made before she's going to be out on her own, any vows from previously is gone. The chain bow, and also with the husband. Ad before they have actual nesuin. he said to his wife, Any nadarim, any vows that you've made until you come into my domain. I am being made for them. Okay. 
because we know once she enters his reshus for nesuin, he can no longer remove vows that were there prior. So this is this is good midas. This is good midas. You make sure that when somebody's moving from one stage to another, they're not coming in with baggage. You minimize it. Well, we all have baggage, but you minimize it as much as possible. As much as we're capable of, we remove it. Okay. Nice hashkafa of the mission. Zok the Gemara. Boy, Rami Barachoma. Rami Barachoma asked the question, searching for information. Can a husband remove a vow without hearing about it? Okay. There's a general question, meaning a husband goes to, night, uh, goes to sleep at night. You say Shema. He says his uh, Tehillims. He says whatever, uh, his Amapil. And along with that every night, he says to himself, and any vow that my wife made today is also made for. He doesn't know if she made a vow. He doesn't. But he's putting it into his daily routine. Look at this daily routine. So Mao, what is you know Mao she offer Blaishmiya? Vishoma Ishadafku, when a husband hears the vow, is it specific that you have to hear about in order to be able to remove the vow? Interesting question. Or is it Labdafku? Even if I didn't hear about it, the husband's gonna say, you know, he can say on his own, any vows that are made are hereby removed. Samarabarava says, Toshma, come on, listen, I'll give you an answer. Now, does he, did he hear the actual vow? No, it's like Yerav Rosh Hashanah, you know, that Torah Sedarim. I don't remember it specifically, but she says, just in case. It seems that's Mayfair. Ask the Gemara, asks Rava to make his point, but he didn't hear about it. And still, we see, you can remove the vow. That's a raya, that's a proof. A husband doesn't have to actually hear the vow. Mar says, no, maybe the Mishnah is dealing with a case where he says to, the, he says to his daughter slash wife, who's becoming a Nesua, that, you know, I heard about this, and that's what I'm moving. So, what about Kilai Shama? What about, uh, how could, you know, something he never heard about, How's that even possible? What's, what's the purpose of the whole statement that the father's making? What's the well, It's telling us a chiddush. You know what the chiddush is? It's proper or it's normal. It's proper for people who are and people who live in the way of Torah lahadure. To make sure you know what's going on in the vow world of the wife and daughter. Sigmar says, okay, Tashmami Seifa. Let's try to answer our Shaila from the end of our Mishnah. Again, what's our Shaila? Do you have to actually hear it or not? We don't know yet. We just don't have a proof. So to come and try to answer from the Seifa of our Mishnah, which says, Vechain Habal. A husband as well, before he doesn't assume and it's proper, he should say to her, you know, that any vows, therefore when she comes in, there's no, there's no vows hanging over her head. Now, it seems to the Mishnah, the husband did not hear about any specific vows. He's giving just a blanket statement. You see, you could remove a vow with a blanket statement and not know about it. And the Gemara there answers, 
um, as well that no, it's not necessarily a, a working blanket statement. Hachanami, when the husband marries her as well, da'amar law, what he's saying to her is, l'chi shamana. Any vow I'm re- should be removed, l'chi shamana, when I hear about it. I'm saying now that later, any vow that I will hear of will automatically be removed. Okay, but again, duh, do we have a raya that a husband or father could remove a vow without having any information about it, without knowing about it? No, we have no proof to that either. Fine. So let's try again to answer. Toshma. Come and uh, let's try to prove whether or not you have to hear uh, the hear about the nether from the following uh, from the following uh, case. Somebody says to his wife, any vow that you make while I'm gone, he's going on a business trip. He's gone for three months. Any vow you make while I'm gone, it's automatically mekuyim. It's confirmed. I don't, I, I'm not agreeing to have the 24-hour period from the time I get back and hear about everything. You should know any vow that you make, my gift to you, my dear wife, is that it's automatically confirmed. You know what Allah is? Loi Omar Klum. You didn't say anything. Why? Because there's no vow. There's no vow. You can't say now any vow that you're going to make is a confirmed vow. If the vow needs to be in existence. Okay. Harehin Mufar. What if he says any vow that you're going to make is removed? It's nullified. It's Mefer. You could do that. You can't confirm, but you could remove. Okay. However, Rebbe Leizer uh, says, Mufer, you could remove it. Says the Gemara to bring out its proof. One second. The vow's not even made yet. So how can you remove a vow? At the time that she makes the vow, we're going to say it's removed immediately afterwards, but the husband didn't hear it. He's on business in China. Again, the husband's going overseas, going to China for three months. He says to his wife, any vow that you make is removed. Rebbe says, as soon as she makes the vow, it's gone in the wind. Says Gemara, proof, you see from here, that a vow could be gone in the wind, even without the husband actually hearing about it. It's a good riot. To which the Gemara says, no, not a good riot, it's not a good proof. What do you mean? Maybe what he means is, when I get back from China, when I get back from China, and I hear about the nether, it's automatically removed. Says Gemara, so Gemara, so why did he say, I'm removing the vow from now? What does it mean, Minhashta? It means the Chishama Meferla. Yeah. Why, why, why is he, before going on the trip, saying, My dear beloved wife, any vow that you make from here till I leave, while I'm gone, you should know when I come back, I'm being Mefer. Just say that when you come back. Yeah, old drama over here. What do you mach sugar? Answers the Gemara, Kasabar Doma Matrina Ahishaita. He's nervous. And he's saying, maybe I'll be tired. People come back from trips. They have jet lag. There's stuff going on. They got to unpack. There's a lot on their mind. And therefore, he wants to say now a statement telling her, whenever you should know, when I come back and I'm going to be busy and there's stuff happening, any vows that I hear about are automatically removed now before I leave. Because this way, when I do hear about it, he's basically making the automatic nullification Put into existence, but in a chanami, the, the, it, we're still dealing with a case where he could only remove it. It's only removed when once he knows. We don't have a we don't have a proof that a husband could remove a vow that he hasn't heard about.
Vaiter, let's try this again. Again, the Gemara had a Shaila. Rami Barchama asked the question, could a husband remove a vow without hearing it? Toshma, come and listen. Somebody says to the Apitropis, the person overseeing in the state, call Nadarim Shanaideras Ishti, any vow that my wife makes, Hafer is going to be, Hafer, uh, you should be Mefer. So you have a guy who's going out of town and he appoints somebody to oversee his property. And he says to this guy, anytime my wife makes a vow, I want you, I'm instructing you to be mefer. And this guy does that. Yocho, I might think you, Mufarim, that this guy has the power to remove the vow because the, the husband passed on the rights. Says the Gemara, that ain't the way it works. The husband is the one who establishes the vow. The husband is the one who removes the vow. Okay? What does it mean? Isha yikimenu v'isha yifirenu. It could have said isha yikimenu v'yifirenu. Why say the word isha twice? So from here, from here you see that it's davka, it's specific to husband. Specific to the husband. Why can't this work as shuchas? Just like we because isha. Some... No, because it's exerzakasa. Exactly. If we would just say Isha Yifirenu Viyakimenu, and I would say, I would think it, right. to tell me Isha Yifirenu Viyisha, and the and to say the husband again, that lets me know that you can't use a shliach. So the Ran, uh, that's okay. how the Ran uh, understands. Okay. Divi Rabbaishia, this is the opinion of Rabbaishia. Amalei Rabbi Yenison, Rabbi Yenison says to Rabbaishia, Matzin B'chol Tarekula, we find everywhere in the Tairash Lukas on the Kemaisai. I don't understand what you're saying. Rebbeisha really agrees with this concept of shlichus, but he says, listen, there's a gzeris akosov that exists telling me that it's got to specifically be the husband. Aval de kuliyama. But let's say the Torah would not have said, let's say the Torah would not have told me specifically it must be the husband. What would I have said? I would say that a shluch shal adam is kemaisai. My shliach is like myself. Says the Gemara, how could the husband be able to appoint a shliach, lu yitzur, in that hypothetical case, without the, the, the bosom, that the shliach could do it on behalf of the husband? Because of, of the, the, the husband is never going to hear about it, and the shliach, the messenger, can only do things that the husband would have been able to do. Say so here we have a technical problem. The technical problem is that if not for the Pasuk, how can a shliach, well, shliach would be able to remove it, but how's a shayach? There would be a technical problem because the, the husband wouldn't be b'teras hafara. Uh, uh, he wouldn't be capable of doing hafara. So from here you have a proof that a f- husband does not need to hear about it before being mefer. Top of ayin gimel. Says the Gemara, no, Hachanami, in this case as well, the husband saying to the Apitropis, who would be his messenger, he says, oh, what I want is that when I come back and hear about it, that's when I want you to remove it. So he's, he's telling the Apitropis, only remove it once I hear about it. Says the Gemara, then what's the point of that? I mean, why do you not be Apitropis for when, I, when, the, when you come back, you dear husband, do it yourself. The whole point of Apitropos is while you're gone in China, this guy's going to oversee your estate and make sure everything's in, uh, in running order. But once you're back, why you got to tell him 
to remove the vow, says the Gemara, Savar Doma Metrin, the same answer we gave before, Enichanami, he could have, but he was concerned that he's going to be busy with all the unpacking, coming back, and therefore he wants to say now that automatically, uh, whenever I come back, I automatically want all these, um, all these Nidorim removed. Bottom line, we started out the Gemara with a Shaila, the beginning of the Gemara, and I'm Ayin Beis, Amin Beis. What happens that um, could a husband remove a vow without hearing about it? Right now, we don't know. We don't have an answer to the question. We tried to bring numerous proofs, and ultimately the Gemara each time has wiggled out and said, maybe there's a different set of circumstances or different reasonings why you know, the, the husband, in, in the last case specifically, you know, wanted to appoint the shliach. Maybe he could have done it by himself. Maybe he could have done it by himself. It's not clear. Hence, we don't have a final answer to this question either. So today, we had on Ahmed Aleph tried answering the Shaila from Ayan Aleph. There, we brought numerous attempts and we didn't come up with an answer, a clear answer. And in this, this halacha as well, about whether or not the husband is permitted to remove a vow that he hasn't yet heard of. Also, we don't have a clear raya. Bezham, tomorrow we'll pick up with the third line from Bo'i Rami Barham.